I reckon I would probably get a team of, you know, ridiculously smart people to probably sit down together and systematically delete the 204,000 or so <laughs> managers that are currently ahead of me in the original <laughs> rank. Because, no, but you think about it. Like, if I've given six years of my life to run in this nonsense, I want to fucking win it once. Do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> So I don't know. They don't then, deserve it, like they don't deserve to be ahead of you. No, no. I mean, you know, I, I give and I give and I give, and you know, nobody sort of you know responds to it. With the Amigos now, we have Ryan, who you should all know and love from his Twitter account, at Fantasy Yurma. Ryan, you're very welcome to the Three Amigos show. Are you ready to bare your soul to the FBL community? Well, apparently so. So I'm, uh, I'm ready and willing, so hope you're able. Great stuff. Uh, Ryan, first one is the easy one. Um, describe yourself in three words first. What? I don't really know why that one's an easy one. Um Mars, would you say hardcore is one word or two words? Because it changes my answer here. That's one word. Right. I would define myself as hardcore Flamini fan. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, no, I mean, I think because I've listened Flamino to a couple of these shows. I've listened to a couple of these shows and everybody says, you know, addictive and things like that there. And it's it's true. Like, I mean, the reason we do this is because you know, in some way, shape or form, there must be an addictive personality that changes you from playing FPL every week to, you know, actually setting up accounts, talking about it, writing about it. You know, you have to be that sort of addictive personality. But um, hopefully, you know, addictive, bordering on obsessive. Um, but I mean, I think genuinely all positive attributes, um, although I have said on record that if I devoted as much time to my own sort of you know, personal career development as I did the fantasy football. I think you know you could be well on your way to be an astronaut. You know, it's <laughs> nice one, Ryan. It's Mars, uh, pleasure talking to you. I've been following your account, probably one of the first accounts that I started following on Twitter. And uh, one of the things that I liked uh, about you and your account is um, you respond to anyone. Most people, anyway. I remember joking with you about you and Ben Dinnery and, and the flirting, and then just talking about Flamini. Uh, so you know, it's uh, it's it's always good when when the large, big accounts respond to you know the the little ones like me. You know, it's always good. So uh, Ryan, tell us what do you do, and where do you come from? I mean, with that accent, it's quite obvious, but just let us know. Anyway. Yeah, no, I mean, I think it's it's fairly obvious there's some sort of Irish background there, but, um, you know, I'm from Northern Ireland. I currently live in Northern Ireland. Um, I'm back in Northern Ireland after many years sort of working away, um, either in the States or in London and things like that there. But I, I work for a business consultancy. I travel a lot. Um, and that typically means I do have time to kill um, in places like airports or sit on trains or whatever it is um, to talk nonsense about fantasy football. But um, I was actually, I was pro, I was still living in London, I think, whenever I started um, your ma. So since moving home, I would say probably the amount of dirty looks from the other half is is on the increase. So I've, I've sort of now swapped living in the city to 
living in the absolute arse end of nowhere, um, where I spend, <laughs> I'd say probably most of my free time either walking the dog or complaining to the internet provider because of the you know the shitty internet speed that is associated with living in the arse end of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ryan, it's Chef. How's it going? Hi, Chef. All good, buddy. All good. How's the culinary career going? Um, it's not bad. It's not bad. It doesn't pay a wage yet, but you never know. Yeah, I've been doing this for like six years. It pays for also. You're doing nothing wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so Ryan, um, how and when did you first get into FPL and football? Oof, right. So let me think. Football in general. So I think probably like most were. You know, we're all fans as a kid. So I mean, growing up, I'd probably rate myself as an actual player somewhere between mediocre and shit so I did once play five aside actually with Nigel Quashi where I held my own in midfield for about three minutes but then the sort of team fell apart and he banged in six goals in ten minutes so you know I still have nightmares about that but um, my actual fan was I mean my my uncle was was a gunner was an Arsenal fan and all all my friends in uh, in class and school in uh, primary school all seemed to support either United or Liverpool so I was quite sort of happy to be the, the sole gunner um, growing up. And I still remember when I did move across to, to London, I tried to sort of position it to my missus. That, um, it was a career opportunity when, I mean, realistically, it was so I could get ripped off trying to buy tickets to the Emirates, which, you know, in fairness, are a hell of a lot easier to come by these days. Um, and then, I don't know, I mean, as for fantasy or FPL, you know, it's something that I get asked a lot and it's you know well first thing it's either what does your mom mean and the second thing is why the hell do you even bother doing this but it's you know sometimes you think about it and guys usually all get this and you know if, if she wants to go to ikea or b&q or some bullshit like out there on a saturday and i'm trying to explain that i would rather watch soccer saturday to find out if a defender from a team that i don't support keeps a clean sheet away from home it, it doesn't even make sense to me sometimes so I get that it's hard for her to understand why we would do this, but it's just it's the addictiveness. <laughs> so I think, you know, I've probably played this, you know, fantasy in, you know, some form for oh, back to when I was a kid and you did, you used to write out the, the names and you post them off. And I think back then what would happen is you would write off up the, your team sheet, um, you would send it off and the greatest will in the world, you'd forget about it. You know, nobody would be interested past that uh, that first couple of months, and that that's the difference now. So, people people can get engaged, they can get involved, they can you know stay playing um, alongside this. But it was actually when I was living in Boston back in 2004. Um, I was actually the season the Red Sox broke the curse, so they had gone 80, I don't know, 84, 86 years without winning the World Series. Oh. So that year, living in Boston and seeing how these diehard you know, baseball fans were so into their fantasy and it's, you know, it's such a more mature market in the US than it is in the UK. I, I love that. I genuinely love that. But um, I think the reality is it's, you know, it's a niche here in, in Europe and it's growing. So, I mean, if, what are we, 5.8, 5.9 people playing FPL, which, I mean, even when your mass started, it was 1.4 maybe, I think. You know, it was it was miles ahead. So it's it's definitely getting more in the mainstream. So... I think just having that sort of, just having that sort of camaraderie or that sort of buzz where you can have a common interest with people that, you know, maybe you've never met before, never seen before. So I think, you know, back at the start, we maybe had eight people in the mini league. 
you know that that was it and you know I, I got obsessed with with maybe trying to get like you know 20 people in the mini league 50 people in the mini league um and i grew from there really yeah because um, same as myself with american sports that was when i kind of got my big buzz with fantasy football was um fantasy nfl actually and kind of the you know the all the stats they have available all the platforms they have the options for daily games for draft games and all that kind of thing um, that's where it kind of really got my juices going for, and, and um, that's the thing you know, I never football. I never really played it you know so I never played fantasy you know um, major league baseball at the time but I just I loved the buzz about it I loved how engaged people were I mean you know I remember sitting at the bar and thinking right I'm completely out of the loop here because I don't understand mm. this um, yeah and it was something that these guys were getting and I like it was skewed you know it was like sitting in a Manchester bar with a lot of United fans who are about to win the league. So their, their feel-good factor was through the roof because the Red Sox were doing well. Yeah, yeah, have you. Um, tell us, Ryan, what is your highest ever um, FBL finish? So highest score is 4219. So 4,000, 4, 4, 4, 4, 4, 4, 4, 4, 4, 4, 4, 4, 4, 4, 4, 4, 4, 4, 4, 4, and even even this season, you know, it's I think one of my two two or five k this season at the minute. So you know, I'll I'll try to do a push for for a hundred k. But I mean, again, there's there's six million people in it now, so it's not it's not the same. You know, getting into that top hundred k is getting you know significantly yeah. harder year. And they put year. so much more uh, research in as well. The amount of people that are really keyed in and kind of doing the research, they don't just drop off like after a few game weeks. Well, listen, we all know yeah. this. So, like when I started, you know, when I started the Twitter account, there was you know maybe people like Leon at Pundits, or you know I think um, Chief was floating around back then as well. You know, there wasn't that much, and obviously you had the scout. And I remember playing FPL. I think maybe the first year I had it finding the you know the scout website and thinking this is some sort of you know I, I found a secret cheat here you know the people mm-hmm. in my league there's no way they know about this so you know for for a long time we were floating around on twitter sort of kicking our heels a bit where there just wasn't that level of engagement there wasn't that level of numbers playing the game and i mean even now if you think about you know the people who are on twitter here engaged in fpl it's a small small fraction of it yeah Totally. And uh, tell me, your um, that time you finished in the top four thousands. Like, was that your best FBL memory, or do you have another? No, do you know something? It's probably it's probably even like years before that. So <laughs> this is ridiculous. But so two thousand and nine, ten um, was when Chelsea won the league. Um, but it's 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 not about Chelsea winning the league. It was actually about you know the fantasy. So I was in Lamington Spa. I was um, catching up with uh, a couple of buddies that I'd worked with before. And we were watching Manchester United um, in the the pub. So it was just literally going along to the pub, watching the match. Not a United supported by any way, means or forms, but Rooney was on my team. So my lasting memory of that game, and there wasn't too much after that, was standing behind the bar using the the barman's laptop, half intoxicated, just so I could win a £10 bet with the buddy I was with that Rooney is my captain. After scoring four goals, would push me above 120 you know, points for that game week. So, I, I, could, I honestly couldn't give a shit about what happened the rest of that night. I knew that I had broke 100. So for me, I was just in cloud cuckoo land. And um, you know, that was back when, as I said, there was probably only 12 people in that league at the time, and he, this guy, would have been one of them. So, you know, for that, it's it's, it's stupid stuff like that that you know you remember. Or I think Yaya Toure scored a hat trick against Fulham. 2014, um, 
and this was the time where we'd got together in London actually with you know Matej had called to FPL, um, Ash at Hence Fly was there. You know, there's a couple of us sort of had grouped together and got together that day, and you know that lasted memory of Matej not having <laughs> not having Yaya Toure sticks with me because the man was broken. Everybody's for cheering, you know, deliriously happy with the fact that Yaya Torres hit a hat-trick. And you've got this, you know, random guy that I would never have known from any other walk of life other than FPL is uh, literally crying into his pint because he doesn't have Yaya Torres. So, I, you know, the sadist in me got a real kick out of that. Yeah, tell me like a little bit off script. This is, but uh, the like you know when you're talking about there the the like the buzz you had with just a, like a ten pound bet, like and yeah. your that excitement. Do you kind of miss that time? Because I know like from when you're involved in in the FPL community for a while, and you're involved in like whether it's you know work you know working on social media on different sites, or if we're kind of you know if we're basically in the in the business or in the kind of in the industry for a while, do you miss the kind of time when there was that buzz of literally, you know, breaking the hundred point barrier when you're literally buzzing for the night on it? Do you do you feel that, or um, or are you somebody who's retained that kind of enthusiasm all the way through? Oh, I still get it. I mean, honestly, I think the reason why the site is or the account or whatever whatever this is is still going is because I still get a buzz from it. Um, but it is different. So now when I look ahead to game week. Instead of me thinking, right, you know, I need to do my transfer, I need to do my team, my first thought is probably more, right, what article needs to go on the site? Who am I recording with this week? What are we doing this week? Um, and that's changed it slightly. And what I've noticed is over the years, the longer I play FPL, the more I'll start to get distracted into other things because then I get the small buzz off that again. So, you know, I think the reason why we play this thing is, is pure addiction. So if I'm going to be addicted to this, I'd probably... Yeah, I'd probably rather be addicted to FPL than crack heroin. So, you know, from that perspective, it's probably for the best. Yeah, I think I think you're right though. It's like the podcast for me is the um, is what's what's retained my kind of enthusiasm. Whether I'm having a good week, good game week, bad game week, when I'm involved in the podcast, chatting away to my amigos and kind of um, and having the crack on the show, talking to people. Like people, as you mentioned, all the names you mentioned there, like in the FPL community, I love, I love that part of it. It's not really so much. Um, I do dream of like them hundred point game weeks and stuff like that, but um, that's what I kind of enjoy is the buzz of uh, of the crack basically. Oh, um, yeah. Which yeah. I had to explain the word crack to Mars the last day, uh, Ryan. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now I'm, I'm all up with the Irish lingo. Yeah. So uh, Ryan, what is it that you like most about the game, and what is it that you dislike the most? I mean, I, I mean, I think we, we sort of hit the nail on the head. I do. I, I enjoy the engagement. You know, I enjoy the interaction. I enjoy watching how people sort of, you know, cluster around this and how, you know, different people have different takes on the same thing because it's the same. I mean, Jesus Christ, you know, if, if Liverpool are playing United, we're all going to talk about the same game. We're all going to talk about, you know, the same players. We're all going to talk about, you know, the potential outcomes. But everybody has that slightly different twist. So, you know, it, it's interesting to see that, you know, say somebody like, I don't know, like if you'd asked me for a player pick on the United-Liverpool game, you know, the first gut reaction would have been to go somewhere like Salah. You know, hand on heart, I don't think I would have said Rashford is my first pick for that game. But there will be somewhere out there that did that. Or there will be someone out there that captained them that week. Or there will be someone out there that was fucking daft enough to triple captain them. You know, someone out there will have done that. And I think that's amazing. That's pretty cool to think that, you know, 
on the same thing, we can have a community of people talking, you know, with completely different opinions and sort of blending into each other. But um, dislike, I mean, it's not, it's not so much FPL related, but I hate, I, I like, I physically detest the Friday night matches. Um, I mean, one, it, it messes up schedules for, you know, posting articles, doing podcasts and things like that. But two, I have it sort of set up that on a Saturday morning, she knows not to annoy me and I know to stay out of her way. So when there's matches on on a Friday night, that means that everything has to be done beforehand. It also means that on a Saturday morning, she can pin me before half 11 and say, right, come on, let's go and visit my ma. And this is something that I want to try to avoid wherever possible. So <laughs> it, it, I just, it doesn't feel right. I can understand the midweek games, but I don't like the, the game week. And it's just, you know, it's just one of those sort of, you know, Stewie Griffin from Family Guy things where I don't like change. And I, I hate the matches on a Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's understandable. Um, I don't know if it is. A, it's, it sounds completely unreasonable, deal, to be honest. But <laughs> well, I, I think it's, I think it's, that's, that's kosher. I mean, I'm the same. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm the same. I, I, I would be avoiding going to see the mother-in-law. <laughs> most, most definitely. Any, any opportunity. Um, so Ryan, you are the boss of FPL for one day. You can change one rule or feature. What is it? Right, I'm not going to say bonus points because I know everybody's talked about bonus points, and um, I think I think with the bonus points, you know, people maybe forget that there's been three, four, five different systems for bonus points, and every every bonus point system somebody complains. I think it's impossible to get right. I, I, I by no means think it's perfect in the minute, but you know. It's at, le- at least there's an inkling of transparency where, you know, if you really want to, and I mean, follow somebody like Richard Kenny at Inferno 6, you know, follow somebody like Tom and things like that there who put this stuff together. But at least it's transparency that if if a goalkeeper who concedes an own goal who shall remain nameless gets the three bonus points, then you can work out the system of how that's happened. So there's something in that. But I mean, it's not so much... I guess a rule of feature, but I reckon I'm sitting, what did I say, about 205,000 at the minute. So I reckon I would probably get a team of, you know, ridiculously smart people to probably sit down together and systematically delete the 204,000 or so <laughs> managers that are currently ahead of me in the original <laughs> rank. Because no, but you think about it, like if I've given six years of my life to running this nonsense, I want to fucking win it once. Do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> So I don't know. They don't then, deserve it. Like they don't deserve to be ahead of you. No, no. I mean, you know, I, I give and I give and I give, and you know, nobody sort of you know responds to it. But I mean, I don't know. As for you know rule changes, so I'm probably still a bit of a purist. So the chip system is still up for debate for me. So I reckon I would probably consider either changing that or at least putting it to some sort of you know FPL Brexit style vote where we say you know no chips or chips in or whatever the hell it is. And then, I don't know. Honestly, I think one actually like a genuine serious change that I might make is to, you know, use that official FPL handle um, to sort of engage and embrace the community. Um, like we're talking, you know, there's been dedicated accounts for FPL, regardless of their size, so whether they've one fan or one follower, 100 followers, 1,000, whatever it is, you know, and sort of engage with um, the FPL community more than they currently do. Because my personal opinion is if the official account showed a little bit of love to the FPL community, they'd get a shitload back in return. 
Oh, for sure. They pretend they act like we don't exist. Spot on. Yeah, spot and I, on. And I think, and it is frustrating. I, I, I find it frustrating. So, I mean, to a certain, I, I get it. You know, I, I can, well, I, I don't really, I, I can sort of understand why, you know, they want to do their own thing and things like that there. But they, they literally would have, you know, they would have, you know, somebody like me as a fan. You know, I would literally be, you know, a fan of that account if, you know, if I thought, right, I recognize this or, you know, some of the, and we've seen this, like this is this isn't anything new, but you know, we've seen some of the features that we've that they've ran with since they started up that um, you know, are very familiar to other features that have existed before. So, you know, it's 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 obvious to me that I think probably, you know, they got down they got together in a room and said, Right, what's working so far and what can we use and what do we not use? So I've no problem with that, but I just I, I genuinely think they're missing I think they're missing a trick by not getting more involved with the community there. Do you think it's a business decision, Ryan? Or? Yeah, it has to be. It has to be because, you know, and the other thing that's, that's difficult about it, when you've got an account that size and, you know, I mean, Dale, we know people that run accounts that size. So when you've got an yeah. account that size, it's very difficult to get across a personality consistently. And to do that, you need to have, you know, probably the same person on that Twitter account all the time. And that's probably where, you know, something like that runs into problems because, they just, you know, they wouldn't have, they wouldn't have somebody to do that. You know, it's too much of a mainstream account to have an individual voice. And so when it gets to that, it becomes more a reply and answer session. So as I, said, I mean, it's something I would love to see more of, or even if I knew that, you know, at on a Friday night at between seven o'clock and nine o'clock, somebody was on that account and was responding and there was some sort of identity to it. Um, and honestly, I just, I just, I, I think they could get so much more out of that account. Now, it, it's obvious. I mean, they're backed by a Premier League Twitter account with what 12 million followers. So anything they do can be retweeted and bumped up and you know blown up and things like that there. And it's, I mean, in terms of content, there's nothing wrong with what they do. In fact, it's you know it's it's strong content. It just it'd be such an easy thing to engage. Do you think part of that though is um is like our attitude is because we're established. Um, and you're obviously a lot even more established than, than we are. We're minnows in comparison to you. But in, you know, that part of our kind of attitude is going, hang on, we've been around here for a lot longer than you interact with us as, as opposed to they give as much interaction to somebody with one follower as they do you with 40,000 that they give kind of, because I do find that their content is good, but yeah. I do know that from, from managing an account, it is very, very difficult managing like a corporate account. It's very, very difficult to actually give it a personality. Oh, very that, possibly. 100% yeah. very possibly. But you think about it, you could do something like, say you're in charge of FPL for a day. You could open that up to say, right, on the official Premier League website, on the official Premier League fantasy website, we're opening this up for, you know, for blog ideas. I mean, Jesus Christ, I've had 50 writers come through the doors writing for Fantasy or Mad. Do you really think there aren't going to be thousands that would love just to have their name, you know, on the website or do that there? And something as simple yeah. as putting out a cattle call for, you know, if anybody would like to blog, send us your submission ideas. We'll pick somebody at the end of the month and let you blog on, you know, something just to get people involved. It's not so much that they don't respond to, you know, say me or any other account, because it's like I said, I think whether you have the one account or the one follower or the hundred followers out of the thousand, it doesn't make any difference. But it's, you know, you can see at the start of this here that, you know, people have actively reached out to them and, you know, don't get a response or, you know, yeah. It's, I do remember that loads of people re reaching out and the people who are managing it based on the way that they tweet, they're people that are actually in the community or they're in relatively clued in. So it's, it is, as you guys mentioned, 
it probably is more likely to be a little bit of a business decision because I think they are aware of who Fantasy Yerma is like and who Chief yeah. is and you know, well, the, 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 the tweeted about um tweet, Chief like coined the mini wildcard phrase, didn't he? I'm sure it was Chief who, who coined that and they used it this season a few times. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, but it's a, so uh, again, it's like you know, how easy would it be? Because this would boost everybody. How easy would it be in that scenario if they said, you know, we're jumping on here with um, with the Chiefs mini wildcards, you know, and just running with it? Like, there's nothing wrong with that. And listen, the, who's to say they didn't come up with that themselves? Who knows? I don't know. It's it's just if I was in charge of FPL for a day, I think I'd try to engage with the community a bit more. Yeah, yeah, because the community like... only serves them, doesn't it? So to to make it bigger and less exclusive is only a good thing, surely. Hundred percent. Um, tell us, uh, Ryan, what's the, um, describe yourself, uh, I got the one earlier on where you're describing yourself as a person, but describe yourself as an FBL manager in three words. Genuinely picked Flamini. <laughs> <laughs> what so I do. <laughs> what is with the love with Flamini, honestly? There must <laughs> be a story behind that. Uh, do you know, I, I just try, I try not to take it too seriously. So I typically try to take a, I guess this was a balanced approach. So I'm not overly stats based. There's plenty of smart people out there that will do that better than I will. So with, with Flamini, do you know what it is with Flamini? It's like Flamini is probably what I would imagine myself as like a footballer. So like, you know, ability, no, not really. Speed, no, not really. But you know, he really tries hard. So, you know, with that sort of in mind, you know, describing my love life. <laughs> but I, I, I love, I love that actually. I love the mentality. You know, I love the mentality that he has. And you know, in all honesty, if you think about it logically, we're talking about a guy who has the potential to revolutionise the fuel industry and become a freaking billionaire. So if he does that, then I know who I want to go out for a beer with. Do you know what I mean? I want the. F- billionaire that's made with ozone is going to get us in wherever the fuck we want um but you know do you know so it's just I, I do i think he was underrated and i think character is something that is you know because when we're watching fantasy or when we're playing fantasy and we're so obsessed with who gets the goal who gets the assist it is sometimes easy to you know sort of sit back and forget what's happening in the game so you know say you watch say you watch a match and oh, i don't know jack wilcher is man of the match for arsenal you know jack wilcher is a <laughs> option for fpl but it doesn't make him, make him a bad footballer. It just means that, you know, he's not the right type of footballer. So I did, I, I found in my early days that, you know, when doing this year, I, I almost felt sorry for defensive midfielders. You know, people like Lucas or, you know, Flamini or anybody playing in that sort of position where <laughs> just, you know, they're, they're good, solid footballers, but they just, they're, they're for fantasy purposes. So there's, there was nothing really. I mean, what sort of started the whole Flamini love was that I was just getting so, Sick of him getting booked every time he came on the pitch, <laughs> and that no, but that, that, there was no, there was no hidden agenda. And I think anything, I think anything positive that's happened with the site over the last, you know, years or whatever is is stuff that is organic, is, is stuff that you know I actually want to talk about. So Flamini yellow card bingo trended in the UK because people just wanted to <laughs> guess what minute Flamini was going to get booked, and that. <laughs> That's that's nonsense. Like that's complete bonkers. Um, so I don't know. And um, yeah. So I think what was, what was the original question? I describe yourself as a an FPL manager. So yeah, <laughs> bonkers is probably one of them. Um, balance. I do. I mean, I'm not. I, I wouldn't say I'm an overtly risk um, taking. You know, I I do like the occasional. 
I do like the occasional sort of punt on a captain, you know. So if again, if I see everybody's, you know, captain and Kane or captain and you know Salah, then there is every chance that you know on a Saturday morning I'll just say, oh fuck it, you know, and go Lingard or you know somebody ridiculous. Um, but then I don't know, stubborn, stubborn. So definitely, there's a, there's an element of stubbornness as well. Um, so I try not to jump on what I would call a you know the bandwagon too early. But we've we've always had examples like you know Mares when Leicester won the league. I definitely should have bought him you know two or three weeks earlier. I started this season with Mane and Firmino, and I think after you know the first couple of games it was obvious that right you need to have Salah and not either of those other two. Um, so again, you know, obviously everybody and you know, everybody that is actively playing, I think, should have Salah by now. But it's those sorts of things where you keep wanting them to drop off, or because you don't have them, you're sort of waiting on them, and you're trying to sort of almost be the smart arse to the fact where, you know, they can't keep doing this, they can't keep doing this. We had this with Mahrez and Vardy every single week when they won the league that year. Um, so yeah, stubborn, bonkers, and uh, balanced. And uh, off script again, but didn't you start the Lukaku watch? Oh yeah, Lukaku watch your ma was why did why did it start? It started because Lukaku had a double game week. Everton had a double game week, um, and I thought it would really piss people off. So, and, <laughs> and, 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 and it was just a joke tweet. It was just a joke tweet that you know one minute no goal, two minutes no goal, three minutes no goal, and I wasn't actually intending on taking it past that first tweet. It was just a piss take at the start. Um, but then, I mean. I mean, the whole concept of the site is a piss take. And I mean, for anybody that, that doesn't know the actual name, Fantasy Your Ma is, is simply just an expression. So I said to the guys when we were setting up the mini league with the eight people at the start, I said, what do you want to call the mini league? John, my flatmate at the time, turned around and said, I don't give a flying fuck what you call it. Call it after your ma. And that, that is literally, that, there's, there's no, there's no hidden meaning. I think for the first probably 12, 18 months, People thought we were some sort of dodgy Turkish site, but it's it's <laughs> it is what it is. I think I don't know. I hope I hope. I mean, my aspiration is people see fantasy or man just think, oh, it's you know, it's another fantasy account. But it probably would have made my life incredibly easier, or even just in terms of growing the account at the start, if I'd put FPL in there somewhere. I remember, I remember when I used to do shout outs a long time ago. Now you put four jokes, follow Yama, and you say, it's a serious account, Mars. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so apart from uh, watching for strikers who blank and looking out for cards for Flamini, what is your target every season? Uh, I know you run your, your league. So have you ever won it? Do you want to win it? I'd love to win it, but I mean, the fact is, if I win my league, then I'm probably going to be pretty close to winning the overall thing, because I think in the last couple of years we've had, I don't know, three or four overall league winners, so I don't know, I, I don't, I honestly don't know how many people are in the, the Yerma League now, I would assume it's, I don't know, eight, nine, ten thousand or something, I honestly don't know, Um, I think for, for me, I think I used to say, you know, standard, you know, top one or two percent. But again, because we're 1.4 million, 2.5 million, 3.2, it's gone up and up and up. So, you know, the top 1% now is going to be, what, 50, 60,000. And I'm sitting now, what, 200. So what's that? Top three, top four. So I don't know. I'd probably, I think your, your target as the season goes on, you know, changes. So I would 100% 
admit that if you asked me at the start of the season what's your you know your ambition to say oh, I want to win the whole thing after week one yeah I'd probably just be happy just to get through the season and then by <laughs> week 30 week 31 and anybody that sort of runs an account that does this on a cyclical basis you'll know that the, the churn seems to happen really around this time so you've done a whole season of putting articles together putting stuff out putting you know um, podcasts and stuff together and it does it gets tough because especially when the you know when the double game weeks come up and you spend all week doing this and suddenly you've got you've got that same level of interest that you had at the start of the season that tailed off halfway through that have all came back now because they've remembered oh there's a double game week I'm going to pick this you know this ghost team up and play it again so yeah I think if if I can finish anywhere I would say anywhere in the top 100k would be a mammoth result for me I'd probably honestly be happy if I finished in the top 200k um, and then I guess I don't know many league wise it was different because so when I when I set up the, the site, it was with myself, my my buddy Chris and uh, my other buddy Mark Jones. So Mark Jones is he's now he's um, you know journalist with Dilly Murr. Back then he was sort of building his career and things like that there, and it was a you know he was doing his stuff on the side and this you know writing previews for your ma was um, was a good thing for him to do. It was just it was an additional string to his bow and something that um, you know he could put down as a, a niche you know football specialism. Um, and what used to happen there was the loser, the loser of that three-man mini league had to pay for the winner of the overall Yuma league. So I think it was fifty quid back in the day. So you know that that I think that's probably what helped us grow at the start. I think I think I can't really remember this far back, but I think we were probably one of the first accounts to run a you know I suppose a public cash league at that level, where you know it, it went from you know 50 people to 500 people to a thousand people and you know that, that was back in the day as i said where there wasn't that many accounts so it was it was i mean honestly it was a lot easier to sort of you know build a build a following build a sort of um a base of people that wanted to read your stuff now whereas you know back then you had five previews a week now there's you know God, there's hundreds you know and that's it's a good thing it's you know it's it means that there's a community that's um that's came out of there but um so yeah, I do I do check on that mini league even now to this day. You know, there's still that three person mini league. Um and then I don't know, I play draft as well. So when I'm in the head to head leagues, I'll flip over. And I, when I say draft, I mean like, you know, Toga or fan tracks or, you know, one of the actual draft games. Um the FPL draft I probably haven't looked at since game week one. I'm not sure if you guys have or I'm not sure I if did one comes. with uh Kat Mortensen did one, so I joined up that so uh She's kind of kept it engaged. The draft is very easy to forget about, though. I'd, um, you know, you set it and forget it. Yeah. So, but I, I mean, I do, I, I like the idea, you know, I like the concept of the head to head just because, you know, it does get, I mean, if you, if you think about it, if you've got a mini league with, you know, thousands of people in it, it, it does get, it gets easy to sort of get disengaged with it because you're never, you know, in my case this season, I'm never going to be in the top page of that league. Never mind anywhere close to the top. Um, so with the head to head stuff, I know that, you know, say if I'm playing Dale or Mars or, you know, Don, then I've something, there's a bit of sort of, you know, fun around, you know, texting each other and saying, well, you know, you're a f- bag this week because I destroyed you. You know, there's, I, I get a kick out of doing that there. Um, so yeah, no, I mean, the, the target, I don't know. I, th- I think everybody just, everybody wants a pat on the back and to say they've done well. So I think as the season progresses, I think finishing anywhere near the sort of top between, you know, 100 and 200 this season, I think would be good. 
So, Ryan, what is the one thing you do before each game week that land? Whether it be read a blog, look at the data, or listen to a certain free Amigos pod? Well, obviously, um, the Three Amigos is my first protocol. I, I, I would say I probably listen to that before I listen to my own. Um, and that's genuinely true because I tend not to listen to my own. Because, well, if you think about it, I was on it, so I sort of know what happened. You know, I don't really need yeah. to listen to it. But, I'm um, <laughs> I don't I mean, for me, I, the main thing for me is actually just to remember to, to actually sort of read, edit, and post whatever I have to do that week. It's, it's you know, what I do each week hasn't really changed much. You know, it's all pretty much the same. But, I mean, I don't know. I tried to I tried to count it up and things like that. So we've now done 220 consecutive game week coverage. Um, and when you consider that sort of spans five and a half years or, you know, 1,500 posts or 50 different writers, you know, it's it's good. You know, I'm proud of that. I'm proud of sort of being able to, you know, give people a chance to, to write and get their name and do whatever they think they could do that. But, I mean, it's it's like that astronaut thing earlier on, where if you think about the amount of time that I've spent doing this, which, you know, is for nothing other than, you know, my own sort of personal enjoyment, you know, I, I could have mastered Mandarin. Like, you know, I could have picked any language in the world and probably, you know, mastered it to the point where I could be, you know, PhD in, in uh, you know, as I said, I, I, I could go over to, you know, China, speak Mandarin, do whatever I wanted. So most of what I have to do is actually thinking about what I need to do for the site of the account um, and whether that's, you know, posting anything or doing things like that. So The amount of wasted wasted uh, energy that we've put into fantasy football over the years, all right? It's it's Mad. it's frightening. It is genuinely frightening. And I get reminded of it on a weekly basis where there'll be some sort of derogatory comment or you're doing that fucking football thing again. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, they don't get it, though, do they? they don't get it. No, and that's okay as well. You know, I, I like as I said earlier on, I, I get it. Like, what we spend our time doing is mental. It is crazy. There is no, you know, sometimes it's it's so hard to put it into words, but it's... It's a kick, you know. So I, I'm trying to think, you know, if it had been, say, 20, 30 years ago, we'd be sitting in a bar probably with, you know, people local to us. And now this is that sort of, you know, equivalent where, you know, you get your sort of, you know, you, you have your mates to decide. That's that's fair enough. That's one thing. But there's this whole other sort of world. And I think, again, that's that's pretty cool to sort of dip in and out of. Um, so I, I don't know. It's, it's just one of these things where... Yeah, I, d- I do think I could have spent my time more productively, but would have I enjoyed it as much? Probably not. Probably not, yeah. Uh, tell us, when it, when you're choosing your captain and you're deciding on your transfers, how and when do you usually um, do, you usually do them? I, I think before we started the site, it was always Saturday morning. And, you know, six years later, it's exactly the same. So I very rarely make a transfer early in the week. And my attitude... I don't know, rightly or wrongly, I don't know, it would be that I'd rather say lose out on 0.1 price change than bring somebody in early on, only for them to pick up a midweek knock. So I always tend to make transfers or changes on a Saturday morning. And it's always been like that, and it's routine. And that's probably another reason why I hate that Friday night, because it messes me up. Um, but this way I can sort of look through, you know, lineup predictions or look through some of the pre-match conferences and things like that there. Um for the captain, as I said earlier on, I do like the occasional punt. Um, so, I mean, this season it's always been a toss-up between Key and Salah or, you know, somebody different. Um, I mean, you look at it, I mean, there would have been a hell of a lot of people had Aguero locked in as captain for tonight. Um, or so, you know, for the, the City Stoke game. Um, and obviously, in hindsight, 
had he been, you know, injured or knocked even one or two days early, you know, Jesus would have been a, you know, cracker differential um, or, a, you know, a, a punt for the captain pick. So, yeah, but um, sometimes you just, and particularly me, you just want to roll the dice or particularly if you get to this part of the season and you're sort of maybe languishing a bit, you know, you, I think you want to have a bit of fun with it, you know, so, you know, would I, would I captain or triple captain or do something stupid with, you know, Hagazi? No, probably not, but, you know, it's, I, I would pick somebody that would be lesser owned. And you think about it, you could somebody like, say, Alexis Sanchez, who, as ridiculous as it sounds, is differential right now. It's, it's crazy, isn't it? It's, it's, it's still not, I mean, he hasn't really set the world alight. No, he hasn't done nothing, but just yeah, the ability. Just the ability it is, he has. It is. It is. He's got, he's got an assist here or there. He's, it's not like he's doing nothing, completely nothing. But still, I agree with you. One day he's going to bang, and those guys who took a punt on him, and it's funny to say a punt on Sanchez because it just sounds ridiculous, like you said, um, they will benefit. So, do you have any go or no go players? Is there anybody that's, uh, you know, with me, like Fat Troy will never make it back into my team, no matter what. Doesn't matter. He's never getting into my team. I don't know. We did we did a thing years ago, and it was um, you know talking about if you Google it, I think it's something like twenty seven signs you're addicted to fantasy football, and one of them was that um, you know you see John Walters is reliable, and I did see John Walters is reliable, so he was he was somebody that I liked to pick if I was really struggling for like a, a midfield four or five. Um, Mark Noble back in you know a few seasons ago would have been somebody that. Um, I would have put in as a midfield five just because I liked him and he took penalties. Um, anybody that follows the account last year would know that I have a, you know, a Flamini style love affair with uh, Garth McCauley. Um, so, um, you know, I reckon West Brom could get out of their relegation troubles if they just play Garth McCauley up front, but they're not going to do that. So I can't put him in my team yet. Um, and maybe put him <laughs> as player manager as well. I mean, well, I mean, grudges. I think if you heard me around my house, towards the end of last season. There was a hell of a lot of names, Gabby Adini, and I'm probably not proud of what I called him back then, but Gabby Adini really burned, I think, not, well, not just me, like, you know, hundreds of thousands probably um, last season with the double game weeks. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so like, I I have refused to, to play or pick or even consider Gabby Adini since then, to the point where I think, I think John... Wallen, aka Fantasy Gaffer, wrote a preview this season, and I think maybe Gabby Adini was in it. And I, I just I edited it, I sent it back to him. I said, "You can either change it or you know I'll rewrite it for you." But Gabby Adini's not going in my preview. Um, so I was just it's stupid. But but you know I, I love I love the the ridiculous grudges. So you know one of my mates is an Arsenal fan. After RVP, um, so after Van Persie moved to United, he swore blind he would not pick. Robin Van Persie for that season in FPL. And I think that's where there has to be a line. So for me, like, you know, oh, okay, I'm an Arsenal fan, but I'm a fantasy fan. There has to, there's a line, there's a distinction between there where I sort of take myself out of it. Because if you start thinking like that, then it does distort the game. Um, so he's, he, and he did it. He stuck to it. So, you know, he said that all season he wouldn't pick RVP. I was delighted because I smashed him in the mini league and there was nothing he could really do about it because he was what, RVP was top goal scorer that season, so I think there's um there's a nice there's a nice thing that um, James Martin zero one three um so Jim's doing this year where he he has refused to to pick Lukaku or Kane all season. So at the start of the season, these were the two that were sort of you know tipped the the you know to star. So he's gone all season without these two, and it's a really interesting paradigm to see what sort of team he has. 
all year without having these two sort of you know supposed heavy hitters. So okay, Kane's hit the mark and he's injured now, but Lukaku, for me, as many goals as he's scored, I, I sort of want more from him. But um, I think it's an interesting thing that he hasn't, and he's doing he's doing quite well. So again, I think he's around the sort of one fifty two fifty mark as well. So Ryan, if you could pick one player past or present for your FPL team, who would it be? Right. Well, Flamini. I've said I, I, no. I'm only. I've, I've actually. I made a conscious decision that I was only allowed to talk about Flamini in like 14 questions. So, um, <laughs> look, I think. I think for me, if it was actual player, Dennis Burkham, you know, was was for me was the best player in the world. You know, the goals, the skills, the ability. It was just unmatched from a footballing point of view. You know, Newcastle goal, Leicester hat trick, World Cup memories, everything about that. But. In actual FPL terms, probably Suarez from the 13-14 season. So, you know, I was lucky enough to see him play that season live and he was just immense. And, you know, if I'm being completely honest, it was always hysterical when Suarez was in that team and Liverpool were playing Norwich. It was just, it was like the easiest <laughs> points he could ever get in FPL. I think like the keeper had nightmares, didn't <laughs> Uh, Ryan, what do you like best about being part of the FBL community? Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, for example, so a typical afternoon as a student, right, might have been me flicking through like a 442 magazine whilst eating a pot noodle. So for me, what I love about this community is, you know, who the hell would have thought that years later, you know, I would have the opportunity to say write for 442 or partner with pot noodle to provide for competition prizes, you know, and all of that's through fpl twitter website in the community and it's you know it's relationships you build up so ryan switching now uh into away from football and fpl what's your favorite meal and favorite drink right well i'm contractually obliged to say irish built on now sliced roughly crumbed or ground up built on can be eaten on its own you use them various dishes such as salad, soups, various beef dishes, even bread. I think it is yet to make an appearance on Deal's website, but I think it should. You know, because well, when you think about it, from dry aging the beef to hand curing, air drying, tender hooking, and hand cutting the Irish biltong, this product is produced with the greatest of pride, with the <laughs> oldest of traditional techniques known in the industry. Um, Drink-wise, I'm probably I'm a lager guy, so uh, pint of harp do well. Um, Actually, particularly as an accompaniment to one of the finest high-protein health snacks on the market, <laughs> irishbiltong.com. <laughs> oh, well played, well played. <laughs> so, Ryan, if your house is on fire and you could only save one non-living item, what would it be? I'm going to go with a fire extinguisher so I could, like, you know, spray all around me while I made a Ryan-shaped hole in the door. Um, oh, oh. Actually, no, there's a shed load of Irish biltong in the house, so I'll probably get rid of that or Noreen will <laughs> cut my balls off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> uh, tell us, Ryan, um, I, I, I think you must have some special skills, but uh, if you had to name one special skill, what would you go for? Um, okay, so I, you know, and apologies, this sounds conceited, but... Um, I have a singing voice that Mars can only dream of. It's you know, it's 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 why it annoys me hearing his voice on the, you know when he's singing. I want to hear. I want to hear a line. 
Well, it's funny. It's funny you mentioned that. Why don't you search "Bang Average" podcast for the Fairy Tale of New York for the Christmas tune? Um, it's uh, <laughs> I ridiculous. It. I, he- I heard it. It's it's beautiful. It's ridiculous. It's um, an absolute a perfect example of wasting my time. But it's uh, great fun. I thought the RSPCA were called around to make sure there hadn't been um, <laughs> a turkey slaughtered or live on air. They were busy with they were they were busy with meat on. <laughs> <laughs> So talking about singing, what's uh, what's your favourite type of music? Um, listen to lots of music. Um, loved, still love, you know, Ocean Colour Scene, Lennox Street Preachers. Really like sort of you know some of the acoustic stuff from Newton Faulkner. Um, this week it's actually um, Tyrone William Griffin Jr. AKA the you know the massively famous rapper Ty Dollar Sign, um, and that's literally only because we're ripping off his. Um, his music for the start of our podcast and I'm trying to get him to listen to it. So <laughs> Ty Dollar, if you're listening to the three amigos, stop listening to this podcast, listen to one that's playing your music. <laughs> so Ryan, last question. Tell us your one guilty pleasure and one bad habit you have. Um actually FPL is a guilty pleasure, you know, and I think the social media probably and the website commitments and, you know, things that like I've sort of brought on myself takes up a lot more time than I thought you know ever would but um, bad habits I found that you know with FPL it's great so FPL 11.30 on a Saturday most of the time the deadline goes comes and goes and that's it done with the draft stuff and with the daily stuff it's you know a bad habit would be I am useless in company around about that two o'clock period because the first thing all I'm interested in doing it doesn't matter where I am or who I'm with all I'm interested in doing is checking the lineups and saying, right, do I need to do swaps and, you know, changes here? So, I mean, that's genuinely caused rise if we're doing something on a Saturday and I'm trying to work out, you know, who's starting. But um, it's, it's it's just one of those things. As I said, I, I said at the start of the podcast, if, you know, if this is the worst bad habit that uh, that I have or, you know, if this is the, the worst guilty pleasure, then, you know, I think it's, it's, it's as well as it can be. And, um I don't think it's it's ever too much of a guilty pleasure to, to eat too much Irish biltong. <laughs> and on that note, Ryan, thanks a million for coming on. Uh, <laughs> everyone get listening to your uh, your podcast, Bang Average Pod. It's not great. It's not crap. It's just Bang Average. <laughs> Ryan, it's been a pleasure getting to know you. <laughs> Cheers, guys. One for each other and all for one. Some free, brave amigos are we. Brother to brother and everyone, a brave amigo.